We get back into our weekly podcast with Red Bull captain Sean Davis talking about the preseason setup down in Florida and expectations in 2021. With Connor Lade, this is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. Episode four of Red Bull Weekly starts right now. little piece in the calendar says March, which means next month in April, we get the 2021 MLS regular season up and going. Good to be back with you here, Matt Harmon, Connor Laid. It is Red Bulls Weekly. Uh, Connor, obviously looking forward to this one today with Red Bull captain Sean Davis coming on. He'll give us uh, some, some good knowledge, I'm sure, about what's going on down in preseason. Let's go backwards, though, a little bit. The first friendly taking place with Miami FC over the course of the last uh, few days or so, score out of the mix. How important is it to just start playing other people instead of yourselves down in preseason? Yeah, Matt, uh, great to be with you here again. And yeah, I think to speak on uh, the Miami FC game, I think it's it's so important. You know, I think you get sick of playing each other for so long during preseasons. And obviously, you know, especially in this COVID era with, you know, things going one way or the other, uh, you know, not getting to play other people. This is, you know, it, it's great to see a different opponent and, you know, test yourself against, against another side. And I think, you know, regardless of the result, it's just, you know, about taking what you've worked on so far in preseason and applying it. And I know there's, you know, it, you know, winning these games isn't as much as a, 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 you know, in the forefront of, you know, success right now. I think it's just seeing what you have in your roster uh, and and making sure that you're applying exactly what the coach is looking for right now. You know, Connor, elaborate on that a little bit more because I'm sure you keep probably a better track of it now than you did when you were a player following uh, the fan base and interacting with people all the time. You know, you, you see the score after an abbreviated scrimmage with Miami FC and um, invariably, whether it's it's Red Bull or any other team in, in Major League Soccer and probably in any other sport, you lose that first preseason game and, and everyone's initial reaction is, oh, my God, you know, let, let's let's look ahead to 2022. It's not really necessarily about the score of preseason games. Maybe that last one, the tune up before the week before you want to be sharp and clearly you'd want to get some positive momentum going. Uh, but but early on here, it's more about just getting the run against another team. A hundred percent. And you nailed it there. And I think, you know, especially in this early on uh, the friendlies, it's. You, you've got mixed squads, you know, everyone's trying to figure out each other right now. And I think, you know, if you win, it's expected. If you lose, it's always talked about. And that's clearly, you know, what people uh, like to like to point out, but it's no one's ever won or lost MLS cup off of, you know, the first couple games of preseason. I think it's just important, like I said, to figure out how, how you're measuring up right now and, you know, where your fitness lies uh, uh, from a tactical perspective, uh, point of view, how how your shape is. I know that with Gerhard, you know, making sure that each of the new additions are fitting into his this you know big Red Bull puzzle right now. And so, I think you know the results don't matter really. You know, you'd love to win right now. Don't get me wrong, and you want to build this winning mentality. But at the end of the day, it's not going to kill you having a, a loss in your first match in preseason. 
You know, Connor, I, I think you are a perfect person to ask this question of. Um, you, we have spoken about the roster turnover from 2020 to 2021, clearly with a coaching change uh, on, on the top of the list with Gerhard Struber taking over at the end of last year. But let's say this is his first real opportunity to kind of guide and mold things and put them together the way that he wants. We, we've talked about how the transition from players not within the Red Bull system coming in will be difficult, but they don't know any other than now Gerhard Struber as a Red Bull player. What about the guys that have been there for a little a little while, the veteran players, Sean Davis, case in point? You know, th this is going to be, if you count Bradley Carnell, this will be his fourth head coach in the last six, now into his seventh year. Those guys, the veteran guys, they've got some adjusting to do too during this preseason. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it'll be adjustment for every single person, you know, staff included. You know, you've got to figure out, what makes Gerhard tick and, you know, kind of how he approaches things. And that's going to be an adjustment period for every single person in that locker room and in that building. And so I think for them, I, obviously you couldn't have a better group of guys with a, you know, better heads on their shoulders right now to take in all that information and not only apply it to themselves, but kind of run it through that, their entire roster and, you know, the young guys coming up and helping them adjust to not only the professional game, but, you know, Gerhardt's coaching style and kind of the the standards that he's setting because he's setting some high standards right now. And I know that in uh, trainings have been intense. Uh, you know, they're clear guys are getting after it right now and he's, he's setting the bar very high and the expectations are to, you know, challenge for trophies right off the bat this year. And I think it's uh, it's a great mindset to have, but you know, for these older players, you know, it's definitely going to be adjustment. You're not only focusing on yourself, you're focused on how you can help the rest of the team adjust to not only Gerhard, but uh, the new identity that you're the new stamp uh, that he's putting on the identity of this team. You played with him for several years in your years with New York and his time with Red Bull uh, as well. You guys are very similar in terms of your career trajectory, both homegrown players within the Red Bull uh, system and organization. I'm going to give you first crack at this, knowing that he's going to get the question later. Um, what kind of teammate and player was Sean Davis and is Sean Davis? Yeah, no, Sean was an absolutely incredible teammate. You know, I've had the privilege for a long time of knowing him. Uh, even in the academy, I've, you know, trained a few times with him. He was on the teams uh, below me, the age groups younger. And, uh, you know, just a very, very smart player that has always stuck out to me. And, you know, very wise beyond his years. You could tell by just watching him train in the academy that he was going to go places. And, you know, he, he's had an incredible run so far, you know, with, with this team, you know, uh, part of really, you know, some massive moments for the team has been really on the field. You know, it's hard to take Sean off this field, you know, guys coming in are really have a, a tough uphill battle to battle for that number six spot because he's done so well in there. And, but, you know, off the field, he's such a great leader, such a great person. He, you know, he's, like I said, he's, he's very wise. You know, I think I would always joke around, you know, Sean's first year seeing him on the plane, having, you know, these massive history books, you know, he, he's very smart. He's dedicated to, you know, uh, his craft. He, he loves information, you know, watching games, seeing guys who play in his position. It's, it's very fascinating to see and very dedicated to, to becoming the best pro he can be. And I think that's always stuck out for me. And, you know, Sean, he, you know, in the locker room, he's a great guy. I think you couldn't have picked a better first homegrown captain ever. And yeah, I'm a little bit bitter that he beat me out in all the performances and starts and minutes plays as a homegrown, but 
if there had to be one person that's going to pass me, I think Sean Davis is the perfect one and, you know, thrilled uh, to watch him play again this year and lead this side. I think it's going to be an exciting year and one that's going to be difficult and probably will test him as a captain and as a player. But I think, uh, you know, to have someone wearing that armband and someone to represent the Academy in this club, I couldn't think of a better person. Stick around after the break. We will be joined by Red Bull captain uh, Sean Davis. We'll get his take on Connor Laid as a teammate. That will be right at the top, uh, including, obviously, we'll talk about preseason going on right now down in Florida and a look ahead to the upcoming start of the 2021 season. Back right after this quick break on Red Bulls Weekly. We are back here on our Red Bulls Weekly Podcast. Matt Harmon, Connor Lade, your crew will do it each and every week as we have been doing uh, over the course of the last month. Cannot wait to turn the calendar from March to April because that means things get a little bit closer in terms of the season opening up. New York continuing to uh, get their preseason up and going down in Florida. We welcome in, as we just mentioned before our break, the captain. He is Sean Davis, who Sean, crazy enough to think, um, going back and looking over, does it seem like you have been with the team as long as you have been, as you enter another year here in Major League Soccer? Yeah, first of all, Matt and Connor, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, like on one hand, it feels like every day is a new day and you really just have to attack things and go after it like you're a rookie. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes you want to just step back and appreciate um, you know, your tenure with the club, um, the ups and the downs. And, you know, I'm just thankful uh, for, you know, the past six seasons. It's been a great experience for me personally. And uh, I've grown a lot along the way. Um, but like I said, even though I'm extremely thankful, uh, there's no time to really uh, think about that. It's just showing up every single day with the right mentality, right attitude and uh, proving yourself day in, day out. That's that's the name of the game in, in this line of work. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think that's what's uh, most important. Start of your seventh year, you referenced the last six, and, and you've been involved with, um, I, I'll say, so many good years over the course of your time here with the club, signing that homegrown contract in December of 2014, part of the Supporter Shield in 15, part of the Supporter Shield in 18, uh, the games within Champions League, a lot of games with my co-host, uh, Connor Laid. You know, he, he and I were, were joking before we brought you on in terms of him describing what kind of teammate you were. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond without even knowing what he said. What kind of teammate was Connor back in the oh, day? Oh, yeah. I buttered I mean, you up, Sean. I buttered <laughs> you up, so be careful here. Yeah, 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 exactly. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. One of those, huh? But, um, yeah, for, you know, when talking about Connor, everyone, um, I think, will say the same thing. And it's only good things. And he is just electric in the locker room. He's a, a super important part. And we missed him when he retired. Um, I think that's uh, the highest praise you can give a guy is just you can notice his absence and what he brings, you know, not only on the field, but off the field and, uh, you know, how he contributes to the culture. And I think that that's uh, something that's really hard to replace. And, you know, he was just a total package in terms of, um, you know, a professional player for the club. Not only was he a homegrown guy with a strong connection uh, with the club, uh, but he brought it every single day. And, you know, when I had guys to look up to. He was certainly one of those guys. And I think that the coaching staff really appreciated him. And he was a model for all of us young guys at the time. And so really thankful for him. And 
we're lucky. We had a great locker room, and um, especially when when Connor was there. And like I said, we miss him every single day. But I'm really thankful I was able to play alongside him. Let's uh, let's talk more about this. Scrap the rest of the show, Matt. Let's keep doing this. I think uh, <laughs> hear more about that. No, but no, that very nice of you to say, Sean. Obviously, I miss being around the locker room with you guys as well. But we we're here to talk about you today. So let's uh, let's get to it. And we want right. to hear about kind of the start of preseason. Um, take us through a little bit. I, I guess start with the extended break that you had in this this offseason. It was one longer than really any in the past. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you prepare for that? And like kind of how does your training adjust with that long absence? Yeah, for sure. So for, you know, for us, you know, I'll say this, that it's, it's hard to complain. You know, I, we're super fortunate to even be playing now, especially with what the years look like and, you know, what our world has been through. Right. But, um, you know, for us, it's just trying to take the right precautions, being smart about it. I think that our medical staff has done an excellent job and, um, being aware of the, the different threats, um, when it comes to our bubble and our safety, um, and in saying that, you know, then we have someone like Tony Juo who doesn't get enough credit and he's, uh, done an excellent job along with Adam, um, our other fitness coach and, even Eric with the USL team, you know, they've been excellent in getting us the right equipment, getting us GPS pods, sending us workouts, checking in with every single guy, being prepared. Um, you know, and one thing I want to share is that during this preseason, Tony actually just got injured. He picked up a calf strain and, uh, you know, it's, it's been a hard thing for the group to really wrap our minds around because he's such a big part of, uh, everyday activities and his energy, but he pushed himself to the maximum limit. And, uh, you know, he's training guys that are, um, getting through uh, quarantine and have individual sessions. He's working with guys, um, you know, over WhatsApp, the phone, um, different calls, but they did a great job in preparing us, sharing that data every single week with guys in our positions. How did our workloads compare? And then also sharing that with the coaching staff. So, um, you know, I think that they've been on top of the details every step of the way. And then for us players, it's just about trying to come in fit because we know how important it is to be in peak physical condition for the style of play that, um, you know, our coach demands. And so you have to use every second the right way and you have to get that balance right of pushing hard, but also being fresh for a preseason. And so I think that's where, where we're at now. And, you know, it's great to be down here in Florida just because we get to train in the heat um a very different um environment and you know i think that that's going to ultimately prepare us best for when the season kicks off it's awesome um well i'm gonna have to shoot a note to tony because i'm gonna have to Me give too. him for that and uh yeah i think we're gonna have to get him his own training program <laughs> um but sean uh you know we talked a little bit last time we had kevin thelwell on here and uh, we talked to him about a little bit about the acclimation process for a lot of the new players. And I know a big part of that falls on, you know, the captain and, you know, for someone, the player like yourself. So as you know, he mentioned a, a speedier acclimation process for some of the players and kind of getting them up to speed with a limited amount of time joining the camp late. How have you taken different measures kind of in your role to help with that acclimation process for some of these new guys? Yeah, I think for me, I just try to put myself in their shoes and try to think about, you know, if I was new to the club, what would help me most? And I think it's just trying to connect with them as soon as they sign, you know, something simple like shooting them a text. And then once they're here, even if they're quarantining, um, you know, try to bring some excitement, try to be friendly, 
try to make them feel at home. I think that that's been great. And especially in preseason when they're finally through the quarantine period, when you can spend time with them and, you know, sit at different tables each night and try to get to know the guys. And even if they speak a different language, just simply learning hello in their language, I think goes a long way. And so um, just trying to bring that comfort to them, that ease, uh, because there's so much that they're going through, you know, it's not easy. And especially with the way that we play again, we have a lot of different intricacies. There's a lot of details um, that you have to comb over to really get things right. And so you just want to make sure that they're in the best environment possible to, to learn. And I think that that comes from like being comfortable with the group. And um, another inside in, uh, info for you guys tonight, we have the start of our um, player performances for new players. So we're all looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we play Mafia. Connor is an excellent Mafia player, excellent Mafia moderator. This is a card game that um, we have a lot of fun with in preseason. And even something like that, um, I think it goes a long way because finally you can get to know um, some of the young guys, you know, like Omar or Danny Edelman, you know, to see them in that environment. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't get as close with them if it was just talking at the table, you know. But when you can compete a little bit and use some strategy, like those games are awesome for us. So, um, I think that goes a long way in just trying to encourage different guys to join. But we have games where there's like 20 players playing. And, um, you know, I think that that's actually a, a much bigger part of the integration process than people realize. Sean, clearly you've listened to the first couple of episodes because Connor and I, I'm not sure if it was episode one or two, we spent a lot of time talking about the things that you guys do in preseason off the field being just as important as on the field. So uh, clearly keep, keep listening because you're you're boosting the numbers overall. So that's very much appreciated. Um, you, you know, for you, Sean, as we said, you start your seventh year here with the, with the organization um, and counting Bradley Carnell last year and his time as an interim head coach, Jesse Marsh, Chris Armas, Bradley Carnell. It's your fourth coach with Gerhard Struber coming in. Uh, it's a two part question, but I want to I want to go with the first one first and say, what is different with Gerhard Struber that you've experienced so far um, between the end of last season when he took over now through preseason than you've had? the the last three coaches yeah i think the the most obvious difference is the uh formation you know i think that he has a couple different ways that he likes to think about structuring the team um i think that that goes uh, a long way but for the most part the, the philosophy doesn't change too much and it's important that we keep those same principles and you know when i think about gerhard and how he wants the team to play um it's very demanding physically and and that you know, there's a lot of parallels, in my opinion, um, you know, comparing this year to that first year with Jesse, that 2015 year where, you know, Jesse sat us down and he said, OK, this is how we're going to play. And, you know, I think a couple guys were in shock and in a little bit of disbelief and weren't quite sure that was even possible. I think that we're starting to see that a little bit with Gerhard, um, you know, where he's demanding things similar at a similar level as, as Jesse, that intensity uh, for 90 minutes. And I think that that's going to be um really exciting for the group um to play in in that um style and even though it's a slightly different shape i think a lot of the principles uh are the same um, but he also has uh very clear ideas about um some pressing details and also with the ball um details so i think that that's been really exciting uh for players it's even myself you know i even though i've been here for six seasons there's still so much that i can learn and when gerhard's able to bring in his own ideas i think that that's 
only beneficial for players in terms of growth and seeing the, the game from a different perspective. So uh, it's been a, a fun experience, uh, even for a guy like myself. You know, you, you talk about some of the things that are different and some similarities from from years past as well. Uh, in, in terms of more about the similarities, you talk about the system of play. I mean, clearly the the Red Bull way, it, it, it's been what we have said in the media the last couple of years, the star is the system, right? I mean, that's kind of been the mantra of the team the last uh, five, six years with the, with the change in 2015. So if that's one thing that's very similar this preseason, what are maybe a couple other things that you could grab on into and say this we've, we've had this culture put in place for the last couple of years and now we're continuing to build on it? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, the main things are like the core principles where we talk about pressing. Obviously, we talk about counter pressing. Uh, we talk about um, physicality. I think that those are things that when we're when you're playing for Red Bull, it can change whether you're playing here or Salzburg or Leipzig. Um, those are integral to, you know, making the system function. And so uh, with Gerhard, I think that even when I speak to him about, you know, previous experiences at, at his older at older clubs like Wolfsburger or Barnsley, you know, there was a, more of a period for learning for those players because it is, uh, you know, something that takes time to understand. But for us, we've always been a pressing team. We've always been a counter-pressing team. And we've always been a team that needs to win their duels all over the field. And so to hear him talk about that, that's something that's very familiar uh, for a lot of us. And I think that that gives us a little head start in one area. And there's also, as I mentioned, areas where we need to continue to improve. But I think that he's been happy with um, our against the ball uh, work ethic, our ability to show up every day and train with intensity. I think that that's just something that can never change here and something that the guys are accustomed to, you know, even if you would talk to Connor, that's the way that um, you need to show up every single day. So I think that that's been impressive for, for Gerhard. It's awesome. We're looking forward to the fruits of, you know, your labor and preseason right yeah. now field coming up here soon. Sean, give us a little taste of this roster. Uh, you know, there's a lot of new additions that have come in uh, over the course of the off season and, you know, a few more that we're waiting to see, you know, getting through that quarantine process and getting visas. Uh, but give us a little bit of taste, one, kind of some of the new players that maybe have caught your eye fitting in well off the bat. And two, what is the mentality of this team heading into the 2021? Yeah, so, you know, even when I'm putting together the new player performances, uh, you know, there's so many guys, I think way more than in, in years past. I think there's, I don't know, 12 to 15 guys that are joining us in preseason for the first time. And so, it's going to be important to integrate them quickly. And again, it's it's easier said than done. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot of players all over all all over the field that I think, um, you know, deserve a shout out. And I wish I we had time to go through every single guy. But I've been impressed with um, Danny Edelman from the Academy. I think um, he has that Academy DNA where he understands how he needs to show up every day and um, perform and the intensity he needs to bring and being coachable. I think that that's been exciting to see. Um, you know, you could talk about some of the USL guys that we're integrating right now, you know, Jake LaCava, Omar, um, they've had some really good moments and you can tell that they understand uh, the system and what it what it takes to play forward here. Even though we're playing maybe with a, a slightly different structure, they, they still bring um, the right ideas and, and the principles. But, um, you know, then you could talk about the draft picks. I think they've been great. I think AJ and goal, has been um, very good, especially good with his feet. 
you talk about a guy like Luther who can run hard and he has all the physical qualities and uh, Lamine, he's been great too, playing as out of, out of the back as a center back. So I know I'm, this is a longer winded answer here, but um, there's a lot of great guys, the guys from Salzburg, they clearly understand what it's like to play in our philosophy. So I could go around the horn. It's just been great to um, have the different uh, types of players come in, whether that's from draft USL or from Europe. Um, I think that gives us a, a very diverse group. It gives us a lot of different weapons, a lot of different looks. And, um, you know, it's just been fun to, again, integrate them in, into the team. And, you know, heading into the season, it's going to be important um, for them to adjust quickly, um, for all the staff to adjust quickly. And, you know, hopefully we can hit the ground running. I think that that's um, something that we're eyeing. Having a, a strong start to the year is, is important. And using these last few weeks of preseason to, to prepare in the right way and maximize each day and get our fitness levels up to where they need to be, um, you know, I think that that's going to be really important to us having a strong start. Matt Harmon, Connor Lay, the Red Bull captain, Sean Davis, joining us here on our weekly podcast, Red Bulls Weekly. Uh, Sean, you know, you look at the roster right now and and with so much turnover from last year to this season, it, you have to almost do a double take to make sure that you remember some of the players that have been around. Yourself, Ryan Mara, uh, Danny Royer, Aaron Long, um, Florian Velo. I mean, clearly that's not it, but there is such a implementation of new guys some of those names that I just mentioned, how important is it for them to shoulder some of the veteran leadership role so that it's not just left to you as the captain? Yeah, for sure. And I think in MLS, it's especially important to have that balance right. You know, at our club, we love to have young, young, exciting players that are able to um, go into games fearless and run all day and give everything for the group. But they do need guidance from the older players, and and that's extremely important. And you mentioned it, guys like Aaron, um, guys like Ryan, Danny, Flo, Amro. These are guys that have been with the club for a while, and it's important for us to show them the way. And you know, sometimes it's tough love. Sometimes it's putting your arm around them and um, just having a, a talk about their confidence. You know, there's a a lot of different things that go into it. It's a balancing act, but um, in MLS especially. Uh, it's important for, for us to have a good balance of older players and younger players. You know, this is a, a different league than, say, Europe. It's structured in a much different way. And so um, veteran leadership plays an important part, you know, in weathering the storm during the season, uh, um, understanding how to handle the highs, the lows. And, you know, Connor can attest to that. So it's, um, it's important to have that balance. And, and a lot of responsibility falls on those uh, veterans to um, – navigate the season in the right way, guide the younger players, um, and maintain that important culture. Sean, I remember in 2017 in Arizona having a conversation with you after a training session. Uh, it was one of those quick little videos that we did, and it was you talking about assuming more of a leadership role and making the next step in your career after Dax McCarty had been traded. So mm -hmm. If, if there's the veteran guys that we just spoke of, there's the next tier down, the Brian Whites, the Tom Barlows, the Kyle Duncans. Um, I, I would think for this season to be successful in 2021, you're going to need those guys in, in terms of on and off the field to make that next step forward in their career. Yeah, for sure. And I think that they've come into preseason extremely hungry. Um, and while there's a lot of responsibility that falls onto the veterans and older guys that have been here a while, um, it's also important for 
that middle tier that you're talking about to grow and even that younger that youngest tier um you know everybody needs to continue to show up the right day and uh the right way every single day and um have that mindset that there's room for growth and to step out of your comfort zone and be a leader for for the entire team that's something we've talked a lot about in preseason the importance of leadership and it can't just be one or two guys on the field it has to be every single guy growing every single game um, they become more and more um, influential within the locker room. And that means having the right habits, um, training the right way, playing the right way, and also being vocal in the right way and finding that voice. And that's going to be really important for us. You know, it's not going to fall on this season's not going to just fall on one or two guys or three or four guys. We're going to need everyone to assume more and more leadership responsibilities. And eventually you want to have close to 11 captains on the field. You know, that's what's going to help the team uh, perform and, you know, that takes time, but at the same time, it takes each guy being honest with themselves, honest with their strengths and weaknesses, looking in the mirror and saying, you know, what else can I bring to the table? And, um, you know, I think we're going to see that from a bunch of those guys you mentioned this year. It's great to hear, Sean. Uh, I think, you know, looking forward uh, to the season, you know, maybe we can touch on uh, the start for you guys. You know, you got Casey coming up and, you know, I think our fans were very relieved when you guys released the schedule, you know, a, a video in which you were one of the stars of, and we all appreciated the business up top uh, party down below. But that was uh, uh, a very great video for you. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about KC coming up. Yeah. Kind of how much your eyes are on that game as opposed to what's going on right now in preseason. I know it's, you know, every coach is different. And can you give us a little taste of Gerhardt, how much of the approach is preparing for that first game tailored towards Casey and how much is just getting those principles down as a whole? Yeah, for sure. I think right, right, right now, can you guys hear me okay? Sorry about that. I yeah. Um, so, yeah, for us right now, I think the most important thing is to not look too far ahead. To be honest, we haven't even talked about Kansas City yet. We still have, um, you know, around three weeks until that game comes. And there's a lot of things that we're looking on video just from our recent preseason games. And, you know, it's been a little bit difficult with the COVID situation and getting games against other opponents. But for now, we're looking at the most recent games and, and focusing on that. But, um, you know, in terms of Kansas City, you know, on one hand, we don't want to look too far ahead. But on the other, you know, as a player that's been in the league for a while, you know what they're going to bring. And they're an excellent team. They're very good with the ball. Um, I think that presents a, a good opportunity for us. But we also have to be ready to adjust because they're, they're a team that has a lot of experience. They've played against us a, a bunch of times. And um, they can throw many different uh, ways of playing at us. They have many different weapons. And, um, you know, I think it's just going to be great to be back in front of the fans. And it's great to start the season off that way. Um, and I think that that presents, again, a great opportunity for us to, to have a strong start and um, to show how much we've grown throughout the preseason. And we still have different areas where we need to improve in. But in saying that, you know, I think the progress has been uh, noticeable uh, week in, week out. And if we can continue to maximize these weeks like we have done, I think it puts us in, in a great position to have a, a good start. Sean, two more for me before we let you go, and 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 obviously appreciate your time here with us um, as we get our, our podcast up and going. How much attention do the players pay to things like this when the schedule comes out? Looking at who you guys will play, um, and and I'll and I'll throw in a little add to that being even news over the course of the last twenty four hours about how qualification will go 
for the Open Cup this year because obviously it, it's much different in both regards than it's ever been. Two games against the West, and that's it. Very local in terms of travel. And you spoke of the good start, knowing that, in essence, if you want to be part of the Open Cup, you almost have to get off to a good start. Right. Yeah, it's it's a new structure this year, obviously. But um, for us, like I mentioned, right now, we're taking things day by day. And so we're focusing on how much can we get out of this trip to Florida. Now, in saying that, Gerhard has already mentioned to us about having a workshop, you know, he calls it a workshop, a meeting about our, our goals for the season and, you know, what our expectations are for each other. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's a great opportunity for guys to express themselves, to talk in front of the group and for us to have a better understanding of uh, where we're at and where we're going. And I think that that's something that um, is going to be really important in uh, talking about, OK, the Open Cup's important for us to win. And this is what we need to do to qualify. And I think that this is a unique situation where especially guys new to the league aren't familiar with how this is going to work. And so, um, you know, talking through this is going to give us a really good idea of what's necessary for us to have a, a strong season. And um, it has to be talked about, you know, and that's my opinion uh, for us all to be on the same page. We can't, um, you know, just go into the season and hope for the best. We have to have goals. We have to have different ideas of what's going to make a great season. And, uh, you know, that's that's a in Gerhard's work, it words a workshop I'm, I'm really looking forward to. And, um, you know, that's a chance for the leaders to step up. It's, it's a chance for um, those guys that have been in the team for a little bit to step up and also for the younger guys to um, express how they feel things are going for them personally and for the group. So it's going to be important for us to have that dialogue and that conversation. Sean, last one, and I want to follow up on, on what you just said right there. Um, the goals and expectations for the season of 2021, clearly the fan base would love to hear, as most any, any player on any team probably says, here in March into April. We want to win MLS Cup. When you look at this Red Bull roster right now and the way the team is constructed, the new head coach, how preseason has gone, tell me if you feel like when you have that workshop meeting, that's what everyone is going to say. This, this is the ultimate goal, and here's how we get to that point. Yeah, you know, and, and it's hard for me to speak on behalf of the other players and, and of the staff, but for me, um, especially as I've gotten older, it's really win or, or bust at this point. And for me, it's especially as captain, like there's nothing more that I would want than to, to win MLS Cup and win the Open Cup. And you know, I truly mean that, you know, what's the point of all this, of all the hard work that goes into this, if you're not going um, for those two things. And, you know, it's as simple as that, in in my opinion. And, you know, well, my career is going to come, it's going to go. Um, Connor will tell you that too. And at the end of the day, you want to win as much as possible. And, you know, I think in a way we were spoiled in 2015 and 2018 with those great um, supporter shield moments. Uh, but that's the standard that we want to get back to winning Supporter Shield, winning MLS Cup, winning Open Cup. You know, I want to be able to say that this group is going for that. And that's something, again, we're going to talk through, but that's the the standard for me. Uh, again, what's the point of all this if, if that's not what we're striving for? Sean, appreciate you coming on and giving us some time as well. Um, last quick comment. Any truth to the rumor that Andrew Gutman looks better wearing the number five than both Connor Laid and Steve Jolly? <laughs> no, there's zero truth to that rumor. I mean, Andrews look great, but... Um, he's got big shoes to fill, so excited to see him out there. Connor, I, I mean, again, it's a, it's, a it's a little bit of a love fest between you guys. I mean, <laughs> I keep giving him the opportunity to take a swing at you, and he doesn't, he doesn't bite. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's, loyalty, you know. I mean, we got too many connections between us. So you, <laughs> you're gonna have to try harder than that to tear us apart. Yeah, exactly. We're all looking forward. Hey, Sean, maybe throw us a little live stream into the rookie performances. That would be very helpful. And oh, yeah. Matt Harmon's got a great poker face, so I think he'd be a brilliant mafia player. So we might have to get him in there. So wow, next preseason, hundred percent. It's got to happen. COVID I'm, passes. I'm I'm in for sure. Uh, Sean, again, thanks for hopping on. We'll look forward to talking to you real soon. Enjoy the rest of preseason in down Florida. Uh, safe and healthy as always before you head back home to New Jersey. Great, thank you, Matt and Connor. Thanks as always. Great chatting with you guys. Red Bull captain Sean Davis, my co-host Connor Laid. Our thanks, of course, to Gordon Stevenson. I'm Matt Harmon, voice of the New York Red Bull Radio Network. We'll talk to you again next week on Red Bull Weekly.